And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First in writing from the hand of the Lord. How can the Bible be legit? Well, the hand that made the universe, the solar system, the planets, the earth, the oceans, the mountains, and the inhabitants of the planet was involved in the writing. The scriptures connect the movement of the Holy Spirit to the writings of God's material in 2 Peter 1.21. But it also demonstrates here, as we're going to check out, that the writings of God are from the hand of God. And as you know, in the process of logic, that God, the God that created the universe can write a book. And the God that can write a book can keep his message safe. Why? Because the word of the Lord endures forever. That's why. You want to know why? Because he is forever. Uh, next, let's add a little Yoda. Mm, you think we add Yoda? Into our insights. We need to serve with our whole hearts and willing minds. But along with this simple request for every ounce of our beings to be devoted to him, we also have to add this. The Christian walk is not just about trying. It is also about doing. When we need help doing things, we ask. But when we can do, we do. Mm, good idea, I think. Okay, finally, how incredible is it to think that the sanctuary is a witness to what God had planned for the future sanctuary through Jesus. And then again, how incredible is the witness of the sanctuary of Jesus for the future sanctuary of the new heavens and the new earth? You getting this? And even more incredible is how the same principle applies to the pillars of all three sanctuaries. You're going to be like, oh, and that is so cool. Trust me, you want to hear this. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oy vey, so much more. So much more. Hey, hey. Hey there. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Hey, hey there. We're asking you, what do you think? <laughs> Nobody really gets that joke except for you and me. Uh, you can email us, david at org. That's david 
at hemusincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. Special number, last time, last hour, you're going to get to do this for a while. You can call 972-445-0770. You can say hi to Captain Chris. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like talking to somebody who actually knows what he's doing. Isn't that amazing? And then you will be... You had to like that one. (laughs) You just had to like that. You had to just like, okay, that was a good one. (laughs) All right. uh, Where are we at? Oh, yeah. So if you want uh, to share a praise report, do it. I mean, this is your opportunity. I'm afraid. So what? Try it anyway. Nobody's gonna hurt you. We haven't. I don't think we've bit. We've have we bitten anybody yet? I don't think so. Uh, if you've got a, a prayer request, call up. Let us know. We will do our best to join our faith with your faith. Let's take care of it. Let's bring it before the Lord. Why? Because God answers prayers. And maybe one person who's joining our collective faith really has that mustard seed of faith to get it done. That's why. Maybe you have something you just want to share. Something you know, it's, it's not a kvetch fest, but it is an opportunity to share. And so I just want people to understand that. Get that opportunity to fellowship. It is not a church per se. It is. Uh, it is a kind of a family, and it's a fellowship. And we do it on the air because God can fellowship with us anywhere we are and anywhere we want, uh, as long as we're open to Him. Here you go. Here's your trivia question. What is the last line of the 23rd Psalm? Mm-hmm. What is the last line of the 23rd Psalm? Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So I just want to point this out that in the prior trivia question which the answer was the song of solomon for the answer al who was first and correct wrote ready song of salmon and song of so lemon <laughs> just like okie dokie <laughs> a... and i won't tell you what his answer is for the last line in Psalm 23. I'm just going to skip that for a little while. Anyway, what is the last line? Now, you might have to look it up. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with looking it up because that helps you remember it, right? I mean, Eric's never going to forget that Colossians has four chapters. That's just how it's going to go. He's going to remember the rest. How many chapters in Colossians? Four. Okay, got it. Uh, We do have somebody that is ready to answer the trivia. Is that right? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. How are you feeling? Well, I'm making it. I want you to keep on making it. You hear me, brother? You have to keep doing that. Or I'm going to be very sad if you're not doing that. All right. Last line of the 23rd Psalm, and that says what? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Correct, Amanda! And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, there's you, a lot of people don't know this, and you know what? Most people don't need to know this to be 
totally honest. But there's a debate among some theologians, for real, commentary theologians, about, you know, well, is he talking about this lifetime or whatever? And it's like, I think David's like, you know, I want to live in your house forever. I mean, I think forever, I don't know, I could be wrong, but forever certainly seems like forever, not just a little while. <laughs> so, Is that like eternal life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just want to hang out with you, Lord, in your house forever. Okay, cool. It's like, and, and there's a, there's about 40 pre-references to forever before that portion from David. So it's like, yeah, he's probably talking about hanging out with the Lord forever. Who doesn't want to do that? I mean, I don't want to just be hanging out at a particular church forever. I want to hang out with God forever in his house. So that would be the, that would be my take on it. So excellent job, my brother. Very, very good work. And I well, want I can, everybody to keep praying for you, and hopefully you'll be keep praying for us. I will keep praying for you. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. All right. Great job by our brother Gary. All right. We're going to do our DNA because if I don't do it, I'll forget it. So uh, I'm going to do it. So you didn't come in the normal time, did it? Or at the end. Or at the beginning. Okay. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily, David. Daily, David. <laughs> Wait a second. You mean daily, right? <laughs> it's daily, David. Uh, every uh, every uh, day uh, uh, that ends in Y, you should spend time with the guy in the sky. I think that's fair. Okay. All right. Uh, also, never, that's the D. Then the N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, ever. I'm telling you right now what's going on is unbelievable in some countries. They are absolutely banning the word of God. You are not allowed to preach almost any part of the Sermon on the Mount. It's just like, what? It's incredible. You better know the word of God. You better never be ashamed of the word of God because that issue is going to be pressed no matter what happens. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that other people are on your radar. I mean, it's just that simple. It's other people. And uh, it's not that you ignore yourself. I don't believe in that. I think that's kind of a weird way to interpret Philippians. I think it's you You think of people in addition to yourself. They count too. Okay? All right. Great. All right. We did that. We did that. We did that. All right. What am I doing? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> uh, First Chronicles 28.19. Here we go. It's a real brief teaching because we have a brief limited amount of time. All this, David said, I have in writing from the hand of the Lord upon me, and he gave me understanding in all the details of the plan. All right, so David's making reference to the uh, temple and what needs to be done, and the Lord has helped him put it together, and he says it's all by the Lord's hand. So let's understand something and, and, and put it in the right perspective, okay? Everything is by the hand of the Lord. If you go through Scripture, you find out that almost Every encounter where a king does something or something happens and there's warfare and somehow they overcome, every single thing the Lord is involved in. It, it is this idea uh, in poor theology that says God created the earth and, and said to mankind, uh, take care of the earth. I'm going to really count on you guys and I'll be back in a trillion years. It's like that, that theology, that deist theology is stupid. I'm not even – it's like it's – and the reason it's stupid is because it's nowhere – it's nowhere in Scripture, okay? It's just the way people want it to be so they can get away with a few more sins without having thinking that God is keeping an eye on them. That's just dumb. Here's the reality. God's hand is in everything in your life. And you think, but Dave, there's, see, I go through big struggles or I go through big uh, sin issues or I'm going through a terrible time financially or I'm going through a terrible time in this relationship. 
God's hand is active in your life. The Lord is not unaware that you're going through a tough time. In fact, that's part of that dream that I was sharing with you earlier in the week that, you know, that that little thing on the Lord's belt where he says, I'm watching. It's like the Lord knows. He's deeply connected with what we're going through. He's deeply affiliated with our up and down, with with the positive and the negative. He knows what's going on. And it's all by the Lord's hand. And then David says, all this, David said, I have in writing from the hand of the Lord upon me. And he gave me understanding. That's what we want to pray for. We want the Lord to give us the understanding. Remember the two guys that were on the road to uh, Emmaus and then Jesus revealed himself and then they understood what was going on? That's what we want. We want the Lord to go bing and just to go, whoa. Not quite like that, because that's a little Scooby-Doo-ish, you know. Ooh, uh, it's it's more like uh, you, you, the idea is to grasp it or to understand it. It's the same thing with the Gehazi, who was the the servant for Elisha. How how the he said, "Lord, open his eyes," and then he opened his eye. Lord opened his eyes, and he could see all those chariots of fire. It's like we need the Lord. We need to ask the Lord. We need to petition the Lord to understand. Now, if the Lord doesn't give us the understanding. Okie dokie. The answer is no. And we trust him. But you can ask him. You can petition him. Because every single thing in your life, everything in your life, God's hand is involved in. Does he cause you to sin? Of course not. Does he know what's going to happen because you sinned? Of course. And David says this one thing, and I think this is the part that people hate the most. He goes, all this, David said, I have in writing from the hand of the Lord that is upon me, and he has given me understanding in all the details of the plan. God even knows the littlest detail. But you understand, Lord, I have to sharpen my color pencils. Yeah, the Lord knows. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Nothing escapes his vision when it comes to his kids. Okay. All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what politics say, regardless of what uh, different people say, Jesus does one thing better than anybody else. He brings hope. It's like, Wait, this could be different. And in verse 29, she touches Jesus, and immediately her bleeding stops, right? She, the Bible says, look at it, immediately her bleeding stopped. She felt it in her body. She was freed from her suffering. You know, people will say, well, I mean, how do you know if you're healed? I got a message for you. When the Lord, when you touch the Lord and power comes from the Lord into your life, you know. She knew. Not only did she knew, Jesus knew. And Jesus was like, okay, who touched me? Who touched me? Power went out for me. Right? And then the disciples are, okay, 
<laughs> like there's like a thousand people right next to you. How are we supposed to? Now, why did Jesus do all that? Watch this. This is just one of those absolute mind blowers. The first thing that happens to her is her issue of blood ceases to exist because she touches Jesus. We would call that a physical healing. She was physically healed. She had an issue of blood, and that's a problem, and she couldn't do anything to help it. But when she was able to touch Jesus, bam, the physical healing happened. But then Jesus does this such weird thing because he's so cool that it just fits the whole thing. He says, who touched me? And they're all like going, okay, well, you know, take a look around, dude. There's a lot of people here. And he's like, who touched me? And then the woman said, it was me. Right? Jesus not only physically healed her. Watch this. He socially healed her. Because a woman who had an issue of blood was not allowed to have the same level of public contact as everybody else. So he heals her physically and then calls her up in front of everybody and goes, yeah, you're well now, huh? It's just, just think about the moment. And instead of saying anything negative, because God's not like that, he's like, oh, your faith has healed you. Okay, your faith and confidence in you touching me made the difference. You're physically healed. And let everybody who's around you know you are no longer to be untouched because you touched me. Now you're socially healed. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. What was the name of the father who was struck dumb because of unbelief until his son was born? What was the name of the father who was struck dumb because of unbelief until his son was born? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Joy, Ann, and Cordelia are pow-pow. They're the first ones. Very nice. Job there. Um, let's see. We do have. Hold on. I got them. They're somewhere. Oh, here they are. The jokeths. Uh, before I tell you about the jokes, let me give you a little update on Easton. The situation on Easton is the same. It's so it's, it's like it's good that it's not worse. It's just the same. It's just like ah. So we were talking uh, to the kids last night. So we're going to be heading up there, like I said, next week. And uh, we'll be bringing two, the two older grandchildren. So that'd be Addie Bug and Isaiah Anthony. We're going to bring them back with us. They're going to spend a couple weeks with us. And then between Josh and Ashley and then Noel and I, we'll, we'll have the kids with us. Uh, I'm going to try and bring them in the studio once, if not twice. I think that'll be fun. Although I, I have this feeling that while I'm teaching, you're going to hear, Hey, Grandpa! <laughs> Just, I just, you might as well just get ready for that. I just feel that that's going to happen. So you might as well. Uh, but she's cute. They're just cute kids. Great kids. Very, very, apparently, I did not know this, but Isaiah Anthony, very astute in math. Which is like, really? That has no relationship to any spoon anywhere. 
That's the Schiller side of things. I just want to say there's not a spoon anywhere that has been uh, good at math. I'm just telling you right up front. Uh, we're going to open with a little prayer in this, though, and then we'll do some of our stuff. I want to pray with brother, for Brother Ace and for health. So let's do that real quickly, as well as for Gary and uh, some of the other situations. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our Brother Ace to you. We ask you in the name of Jesus Christ that you would bring healing into his life, healing against the diseases that are trying to keep him down, and that he would find a renewal and a refreshment that comes from you. Not from the world, not from just encouraging words, that comes from your spirit. And that he would know that refreshment. Of course we pray for our brother Gary. We love Gary. We just ask you to bless him and encourage him. And for the people that are physically hurt and they're just really challenged right now, as you are Jehovah Rapha, we will keep praying, keep believing, keep asking you to touch these people. You can take a body that is dead and resurrect it. You can take a body that is wounded and heal it. And we ask you to do that very thing for our brothers and our sisters. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so it's my uh, charge to you as brothers and sisters in the Lord that you keep everybody in the audience in prayer. Uh, for physical healing and for relationship healings, I feel that's uh, really important. And then don't forget to pray for Noel and I for traveling mercies. We're going to need it. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. How about if I just leave that there? I, I'm going to delay on the jokes and do them later, okay? They're not that funny, so I'm just not in the mood to, you know, it's not that funny. I don't, I don't care. All right, First Chronicles 28, 9 through 10. Uh, this is entitled, Don't Try, Do. And, yes, that comes from the, uh, the line in Star Wars uh, with Yoda. It's like, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a good line. Here's what it says. First Chronicles 28, 9 through 10. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him... He will reject you forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a temple as a sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. So the reason that I moved this title around from Don't Try, Do, and came at it from this angle is uh, simply this. And that is there are things that we work on in the Lord as we grow in the image and the reflection of Jesus Christ. And those things you, you just you need help with, and that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a normal part of the, the walk. That's the sanctification part. But there is a part in this walk that you and I can just do if we make the decision to do. And that's the part I'm talking about. And so what he says is, look, your pursuit— is something to do. He says you have to realize, you have to consider, you have to understand that the Lord has chosen you for a work and you need to be strong and do the work. It's not, oh, I'm going to try. No, you're just going to do it because that's what God set before you to do. And the reason that he did is because he has confidence you can accomplish it. And you, you think, well, well, it's hard. Yeah, but nothing is too hard when you do it in partnership with the Lord. 
And the, the process that David goes through is what David says, My son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father, serve him with wholehearted devotion and a willing mind. And David's, that's David saying every intent, every thought matters. I understand that we have weight. We, I'm not talking about oh, your thought. Oh, he threw a football touchdown pass. That 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 thought's not evil. Okay, unless it's the other team. Uh, but the point is that that's not what I'm talking. We're talking about when you're doing the things of God, when you're engaged in the things of God. Have your heart and your mind connected, and do it, and make this pursuit. And he says straight straight to his son: either seek God uh, and find Him, or don't seek God, and He will or forsake Him, and He'll reject you. <laughs> yes. Just so you can know, Solomon did not do great with this. He did really good in the first half of his kingdom. Uh, the second half of his kingdom was horrible, right? So every intent and thought matters. Every process matters. Seeking and rejecting is all a part of it. And then he says, consider now for the Lord has chosen you to build a temple and sanctuary. Be strong and do it. And there are some things the Lord has asked you to do to just do. Don't tell me. Uh, you can tell me all you want. I'll just argue with you all day long. Don't tell me you don't have time to spend time with God. I just, You know what? If you drive in a car in Texas, you have time to spend time with God. You have, there, there it is. It's not like you take your eyes off the road. But you have to understand that God is in that car with you. And if some of you, you should probably drive like he actually is in the car with you because the way you drive is kind of like, eh. <laughs> okay. Do it. Do what the Lord sets before you. Don't think about it. Don't wonder if you can do it. Don't try. Just get it done. Do it. Pursue the Lord. Seek him. Seek first the kingdom of God. When? First. When? First. And then everything else should be added unto you. Okay? All right. What was the name of the father who was struck dumb because of unbelief until his son was born? That would be Zacharias. Zacharias. Or as many of you have written in, Johnny B's dad. That's good, too. I like that. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. Hey there. It's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. 
and I've been in I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you. It must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I've went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will and if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I'm getting ready to give you a very difficult trivia question. You hear me? Okay. If you're driving, I don't want you looking this up because that's not a good idea to be looking things up while you're driving. But if you are not driving or if you're a passenger, you can look it up. There's a very difficult trivia question. On what mountain did Moses receive the law? On what mountain did Moses receive the law? The answer for those that want to know is, is, is in ex- Exodus 24. So that's your big, 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 big hint. Pow, pow for Joanne and Cordelia again. Nice job, ladies. And in the meantime, I want to let you know, if you think you know the answer, you can call us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. Send an email. David at he must increase.org. We're going to send you up to the website as we often do. Uh, and we want you to be aware again of next week's schedule. And then our favorite thing to say when we send you to the website is money, 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 money. Okay, please check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org. HeMustIncrease.org. 
So as best as I can tell, that is when the Russian and American space docking took place in space. That sound right there. Close. It was a dead fish hitting the ground. <laughs> was his name Charlie? I'm just saying. <laughs> like the tuna or no? Oh, okay. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Because we need help on this show. Uh, send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, Deborah. Hi. Oh, I love it when you call. Let me tell you something. People love it when you call. I mean, I get texts all the time going, yay, Deborah. I don't read them all because I'd have to stop and do 10 minutes on that, and I can't do that. Uh, but anyway, so never, never hesitate to call. I love hearing from you. All right. This is a classic, though, a class- and some people are having a hard time with it. On what mountain did our good friend Mo receive the law? Um, I'm just guessing. Is it Sinai? That is correct, Amanda! Yay! <laughs> ah, that's right. As some people think it's, uh, isn't it that hospital, Cedar Sinai? And it's like, no, no, it's out Mount Sinai. <laughs> it's like, yes, there it is. <laughs> Excellent job. How have you been doing? You've been doing good? You've been hanging in there? Yes, sir. Right. I've been really blessed. Amen. Well, everybody still needs to keep praying for you and for Susie and for all your friends and just to, the Lord bless you and encourage you on a regular basis, okay? Awesome. And I will pray for everyone, too. And you know what I say always? What's that? Why not spend the afternoon with David Spoon? Oh, that is great. That is so good. <laughs> Bless you so. That is a great one. I appreciate it. God bless you. All right. Why not spend my afternoon with David Spoon? Uh, well, you have to take some kind of goofy pill to do that. Oh, wait, gospel pill. Ah, get it, Gospel. Ah, okay. Let's do our history. <laughs> history, 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 sound, history, sound. You want to? Let's go live in the past. Let's go live in the past. I only get one more half hour with Chris. I gotta give him as much grief as I can possibly uh, give him. Oh, this is hilarious because of last night. Today is National Guacamole Day. Which is now why that's funny is because Noelle, I'm just, I'm just, don't nobody get mad. She makes the best guacamole. It's so good. It's so good that we can't have it too often. I mean, it's like good like that. And she made it last night. So it's like, yeah, I love it. Uh, National Play Doh Day. Okay. I mean, I played with Play Doh. Did you? Did you have any of those little things where you squish it through and they made like stars and stuff like that? Or Yeah. Okay, I'll just make sure it's not uh, just me. National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day. That's all right. That's Yum. good. I like that. Uh, it is also Mayflower Day. Okay. So if if April showers bring Mayflowers, what do Mayflowers bring? Pilgrims. That's it right there. You're so good. People uh, <laughs> really going, you guys. Well, you, you, live every night, except for dark on Mondays. Uh, on this day in 1984, Miami Vice appeared for the first time. It was legendary. Come on. 
1908, the car company General Motors was founded. Uh, 1972, and this is a big one, The Bob Newhart Show. The Bob Newhart Show debuted on CBS, playing a psychologist with Suzanne Plachette. That was a classic. That was a, remember that he did that other series? He did that thing where they were at the inn, and then the very last episode when he was at the inn, the Newhart Show, the, uh, they, they brought Suzanne Plachette back on, and the whole thing was like a dream. It was so good. It's like, that's back when television was funny. And then finally, in 1968, on this day, presidential candidate Richard Nixon delivered the line, suck it to me, which is uh, what uh, What's-His-Face won his first million dollars on, the Richard Jennings guy from uh, Jeopardy. That was the winning question. I know many useless pieces of information. <laughs> Just... Just ask me. Okay, uh, let me do this teaching, and then uh, we'll do the jokes and then the other teaching uh, on the other side of things. Uh, this is First Timothy. Did I miss anything? We're right on target, right? First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 2. The Spirit says clearly that some people will abandon the faith in later times. What will they do? They will abandon the faith in later times, and they will obey lying spirits, and follow the teachings of demons. Now, before you just insert every government official into that, which isn't entirely wrong, I'm <laughs> just saying it's a broader statement than that, although it does uh, kind of apply. Uh, the Holy Spirit continually speaks. The word the Spirit says is in the, the word says is in the perfect present tense. Perfect present tense means the actual is the action is continual. So the Spirit is still saying this, and it is still true. People who profess the faith, they profess the faith, they're going to jump ship from biblical Christianity. The, your question is, were they ever actually saved? That's another issue for another time. My answer is no, but that's a whole separate issue. People are going to be people who profess to be Christians, and what will happen is they will abandon biblical faith and they will obey lying spirits. So I want to say this in, in a very nice but careful way. As, as bad as you think some of the people are that you see on the Internet uh, news sites and on the media and so on and so forth, they're getting help. They're not just bad by themselves. There are demonic spirits in their lives lying to them, and they are teaching those lies. That's what's going on. I can't, I don't change that. It's not my, I didn't write this book. And so what, what if, if it's actually true then, how much more is it true now? In other words, if it was true back when Paul wrote to Timothy, how much more is it true now in our society? These people will still be influenced by spiritual forces, but by demons, not by the Holy Spirit. And it should be noted that demonic teachings come through people. A demon doesn't show up and go, Hi, I'm a demon, and I've got a teaching for you. Listen to what I have to say. Ha, 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 ha. That's not how that works. Okay, a demonic spirit makes a connection to a person and feeds that person the lies, and then that person becomes the puppet, so to speak, and speaks 
what that demonic spirit is leading. So sometimes when you sit there and you hear people say things and you think, how crazy do you have to be to say that, to think that, to believe that, to do that, right? How I'll say it so as well. How crazy do you have to be for people to want to celebrate the abortion of a child at eight months and three weeks and six days? I mean, how you want to celebrate that? That's demonic. And that's people following demonic teachers. Well, it's not actually a child. It's like in every other species ever, conception is the beginning. Everyone. There's not a single one in any biology except for humans. <laughs> what? Unbelievable. Don't get me going because I'll just go down that rail and you'll never see the enemy. Here's the bottom line. The spirit clearly speaks that people are going to dump their faith. They're going to dump the biblical faith. Were they in it? I don't know. But they're going to obey lying spirits and follow teachings of demons. And they, such the verse two says, such teachings are spread by deceitful liars. So all you have to do is evaluate is who is teaching lies and then just evaluate it the other way. You can reverse reverse engineer reverse engineer it. You can reverse engineer it just by saying, okay, well, he, this person is is uh, teaching lies, and so by reverse engineering, they're following the teachings of demons, and by reverse engineering, they're obeying these lying spirits, and by reverse engineering, they've abandoned the faith. There you go. All right. Watch it, because the scripture tells us to take heed. And if you don't think that's going on, then they've got you snowed very intensely. Okay? Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes. Listen to this. And she even writes it uh, beautifully, beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm, fo- I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes get, you're in the position and the, le- the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. 
About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that. Great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray. You can approach the Lord. And the Lord, you know what? He might say no. I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say no. It's like that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become. And more of your genuine, real faith has to emerge. See, if you just asked and God did it every time you just asked one time, it'd be like God would be like a genie. Well, God's not a genie. He's your heavenly father, needs to be pursued, wants to have a wonderful relationship with you. And so the more you pursue, the more he gets to spend time with you, which is what he wants in the first place, what he wanted with Adam and Eve. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, we've got a couple of things we're going to rearrange here. We've got our fantastic brother, Eric, has got something he wants to share. And I think that Joanne has a desire to call in afterwards and share something. So we're just going to run the rails and have the fun. So you want to know why? Because we can. That's why. And because we did pay Don, so he has to let us do that. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's go ahead and send Eric on through. <laughs> knock, knock, because this is my good brother, Eric. Hey, David, this is it. Yeah, this is Eric. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Wait, wait. Been, I, I, you, I feel bad now. I'm taking uh, Joy Ann's. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Her, don't, her don't. No, I have a feeling the Lord's going to use both of you guys to make okay. this the whole segment. Well, so I'll take it, your time. I'll, no, I'll, take your I'll time. I'll make this really quick then, and I'll, I'll try to rush through it here a little bit. All right. Um, Fire away. It, I, I got a testimony. I was able to uh, go out to visit my son out in California last Friday. Um, we, um, it, he's at station at Camp Pendleton. And um, there's a a big uh, thunderstorm, not thunderstorm. What is it called? Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Kate, I believe it was, was dumping a lot of rain and water. So we didn't really get to do anything but just sit and talk to each other and have have lunch together. And he was sharing with me of of uh, you know some Bible um, encounters with his fellow Marines. Uh, you know, they're they're 17 to 22, 23 year olds. You know. So they're they're more should I say they're they're not thinking more of the spiritual world but they're thinking more of the worldly world. Yeah. So he, my son was trying to share with them, uh, you know, some Bible verses and and um, and of course it always come up was do you you believe everything in the Bible and of course my son Grant would say yes I do and and maybe there wasn't a, he didn't have the best way of of uh, 
he got confused on what to say and how to say it, and and then it uh, maybe some of the wit of uh, the other uh, soldiers or the Marines would uh, kind of tamp him down a little bit, and it, he would he was get so frustrated towards the end that he felt like he was not doing a very good job for the Lord. So we talked about that for quite a bit and how to answer questions and stuff, and I, I gave him my best advice I could give him, but um, the day went by, and all of a sudden uh, it was time to go, and I went back to my hotel room, and I listened to the podcast of the, your that, that show, that very day, that show that you had, and you were talking about what Jesus did when he asked, when he was answering questions, and he answered questions with a question, and he sometimes was quiet, and sometimes he was bold, and sometimes he used parables, and sometimes he did many things, uh, and they were not things that, like you said, um, we're not supposed to ask questions with a question today. You know, that's, they teach you that in English class, so if you're going to answer a question. But um, Jesus did. And so I was kind of excited about it, so I uh, I, I found the uh, timestamp of that episode and sent it to my son and told him, hey, listen to this, and because it, it was exactly what we were talking about. And a few hours later, Grant texts back to me and says, how did David know that that's what we were talking about? And I said, Grant, I can tell you, I don't think David did know, but the Lord knew, and he used David and his is uh, use him as an instrument to to teach you and other people, not just you and me. And um, also, he is using you. When you feel frustrated with teaching somebody, something has probably got passed to that person. And just maybe, just maybe with you and somebody else, that they're going to get that information. And uh, so... You, you brightened up the uh, the conversation by just doing your show, and uh, I, I find that more often than not, that, um, and not just with you, but if you just open your ears and open your heart and open your eyes, God's speaking to you with using somebody or something. And I, I just, I just, again, your show is uh, was a, a key point in that uh, conversation. So. I want to thank you for it, and uh, uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, first of all, it's my, you know it's my privilege, and, and, and you're exactly right. I had no idea. I just, you know, you know how we are. We just share whatever, and it happens. And I'm just so happy that he was able to use, get something from that, and that and then people ought to be praying. Now, your son's name is Grant, right? Is that correct? Yes. Say, I just yes. want to pray for Grant real fast. Everybody pray with me. Just pray for Grant. Father, we come before you and we lift up Grant to you. He's your child. And we just ask you to give him an unusual amount of wisdom to give him the ability to communicate yes, your Father. truth and stand firm, not be persuaded by people making fun of him, but instead have Thank that you, much more Thank commitment to be able to communicate and share your word, your truth in the right way at the right time under your direction. We just ask you to bless him and protect him and bring people around him that can support and strengthen him as well. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank great, you. great testimony, brother. Just fantastic. And I just want you Love to know how much I Love you Thank too, you very much. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. What a great, great job. That was just a fabulous, 
fabulous, fabulous testimony. And then, and and then, what happened? Just so you can know, is that uh, Eric uh, was sharing that testimony, and then Joy sent in a text, and she wanted to uh, just share a, a brief testimony. It's like, yeah, it's like that's what this is for. This is, I know we, there's, uh, we got to do more teaching. Well, we do a lot of teaching, but this is what the fellowship is. Here's a situation where his son. He's even Eric's even trying to give him insight, and Eric knows what he would do probably, or maybe he would you know kind of have a difference. But his son, he's at a distance; it's hard. And the Lord will use all of us. There's none of us He won't use. We just make ourselves available and go okie dokie. It's like it's not not big theology here. It's like yes, Lord. That's the big theology of the day. Yes, Lord. That everybody can do that, and we should want to do that. I mean, we should want to be used that way. And you never know what God will use. That's what's amazing is how amazing God is in the process. All right. We have Joanne uh, ready to call. All right. Send her through. Knock, knock. Is this my Joanne? Yes. Hi. Hi, Dr. David. <laughs> how oh, are you? on the heels of that wonderful testimony by Eric. And if I could say this about Eric, you know, I drove up to Branson, Missouri for my wonderful 45th ORU Nurses Reunion a couple of weeks ago. And I was so proud to have my God Created the Universe, he can write a book on my bumper sticker. No telling how many eyes laid were laid on that bumper sticker, but I know Eric has it on his car, too. So God bless him. Amen. But um this is just a quick um, testimony about the wonderful brother the Lord gave to Cordelia and my other sisters. He's the only guy of six of us siblings. And so Eugene turned 70 today, and he is such a huge blessing to our family. And as I was reading in Psalm 16 this morning and Proverbs 16, you know, Billy Graham always said, read the psalm and the Proverbs that is commensurate with the day that you're in, and today is the 16th. So this is what I want to say about Eugene. Uh, psalm 16.3, it says, As for the saints, the godly people who are in the land, they are the majestic and the noble and the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. And then in Proverbs 16, this jumped out at me as I was reading this morning, the silver-haired head is a crown of glory and my brother has the most beautiful silver hair <laughs> so we want to honor 70 year old eugene he's two old two years older than cordelia and me and he is just such a hero of the saint the saints so thank you david for letting me share about him absolutely absolutely we just wish him very 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 best from all of us all of us do so thank what, a, you. what a great sister and you are you're our brother too. <laughs> yeah, I don't have I don't have gray hair because I make sure I have no hair. <laughs> oh, you have you're be- you're so beautiful. Anyway, we love and bless you, and we're praying for all your family ventures ahead. And we love the audience. Thank yeah. you so much for letting me boast about our brother. You got it. Thank <laughs> you. Bye bye. Thank bye-bye. you. How nice. Come on. I mean, that's what it's about. So here's the thing, and this is what I want to encourage you guys in. So you're thinking, oh, well, well, that's just, this is the thing. It's a good opportunity. It's a good format for you to share. You don't have to say everything brilliantly. You don't have to talk brilliantly. Do you know how many mistakes I make in every single show? Only only Chris probably knows the number, and then he doesn't always know the number, right? Because you don't even know how many times I'm covering it up, right? I mean, There are many mistakes, so... <laughs> 
Now, I said that to my wife the other day. <laughs> and you know what? That was a huge mistake. <laughs> never say to your wife sarcastically, oh, you never make a mistake. That's the dumbest thing you can do. I don't care what your name is. Don't do that. Okay? There's some things that are smart. That ain't one of them. Okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Because that's the opportunity where she begins to re- – she has an unusual recollection of all the mistakes I made. <laughs> all of a sudden, they come flying out. Anyhow, here's the bottom line. Look, the Christian journey has up and down moments. It has moments that should be full of laughter, and then there should be moments full of tears. That's abundant life, a real life, not a fake life, not a medicated life, just a genuine life trying to find, follow, and and find favor with the Lord and operate in that capacity. Enjoy it. This is the beginning of a trezillion gazillion years. Enjoy the Lord. He's your bestest bestest, and he always will be. Okay? All right. All right, folks. Uh, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 94-and-a-half-hour or 3-many-many-hour uh, break, and then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. For all the blessing that you give me, thanks a lot. For all the ways that you have can You must love me more than I understand And I want to tell you thank you, thanks a lot Thank you for doing what you have done Changing me in The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.